0: It is a great joy to be able to celebrate this holy feast with you. And no matter what kind of year has passed, to be able to take everything back to the feet of the holy family there in the cave of Bethlehem and along with the shepherds and the wise men to lay down at their feet whatever it is we have, whatever it is we carry with us. And the gospel we have at this mass during the day directs us To consider the reality behind the famous scene. We all know the scene of the crash. We all know Mary and Joseph and the Christ child and the animals. You know, the angels and the shepherds, the wise men and everyone who gathers around that manger where the Lord lies. But our gospel asks us to look further. Not just to the external details of the story. But to understand what is really happening within that scene. And in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh, and made his dwelling among us. And when we look at this Christ child in the arms of his Holy Mother, we ought to remember who this is. If this is God himself, the second person of the Holy Trinity, the one through whom everything that exists came into existence and remains in existence. And that even though he has chosen to take on our nature and remain on this day a small child entirely dependent upon his mother and his foster father, he is still the God of the universe and the king of all reality. It's also important for us, though, to consider the great distance between those two realities the great distance between the fact that this is the Lord God and that he still chooses to appear as a powerless little child. It's important for us to really understand just how strange this is. That the Lord appears to us at Christmas in a way that perhaps none of us would have chosen or foreseen. That if we were in charge... Of planning God's entrance into the world, that if we were the ones who had set up the details of the arrival of the King of all existence, who has created all things, we would not do it this way, perhaps. We notice that when the Lord comes into the world, he does not come into the world in any center of power. He does not enter the world in Rome, he does not enter the world in Athens or Alexandria. He doesn't enter it in any capital city on the face of the earth. He doesn't enter it with much fanfare at all. And in fact, when he does decide to send angels to make known the message that there is born for you in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, he sends that mighty host of heaven, the armies of God, to make known that message to shepherds. Not to kings, not to the high priests, not to the wealthy or well-connected, but to shepherds. And even they have to seek him out in a place that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. In a cave, hidden away from all things. And that is the mark of Christmas, is that the Lord comes to us in a way that is precisely hidden He hides himself when he comes to us. If you go to Bethlehem today, you'll find the same thing. If you go out to Bethlehem, if you drive out from Jerusalem, you wonder as you pass each of the towns in in the hill country of Judah, is that it? Is that it? All these towns, they, they look the same. Could this possibly be the one? And finally, after you've passed innumerable little tiny towns on top of hills... You come to Bethlehem and it looks just like any of the other towns. And when you walk around the city of Bethlehem, you may think, surely if this is the place where the Lord is born, I'm going to see a mighty cathedral standing on the edge of town square, like St. Peter's or Notre Dame. And you don't. The church is, in fact, very hard to find. It's there, near the public square, But you won't see any spires. You won't see any roof lines. You just see blank stone walls. And in the corner between these two stone walls, you'll see a very, very tiny door, a door that is only about four feet high, through which everyone taller than this, and I admit I'm not much taller than that, has to stoop to enter. It's a little hidden opening in a blank, bare, and unadorned wall. And when you do humble yourself to stoop through this little door into the church of the Nativity, you're still not done. He's still hidden. You look for the place where the Lord came to birth, where the first Christmas scene took place, and it's not in the center of the church. It's not right there by the high altar. You have to wind your way through a forest of columns around to the right, tucked away behind huge stands of votive candles and icons. There's another little door with a little staircase that descends into a grotto hidden beneath the church. And there finally, finally, after following this winding path, you see underneath the altar a star that marks the place where Our Lady first held the baby Jesus in her arms. He hides himself. He hides himself. Why is that? He hides himself so that those who find him are the ones who have consented to find him on his terms. That those who have made their way to the place where the Lord lies have found him not by exerting their own strength and power and saying, I will lay bare the secrets of this God and I will make him show himself to me. But those who have said with (coughs) great humility, Lord, show me your face the way you would have me see it and not the way I would choose to see it myself. We're told in this gospel that Christ came to that which was his own in the world and that which was his own did not accept him. But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God. The Lord on this Christmas calls out to each of our hearts that we might draw near to him. But he resists the proud, And he hides himself from those who seek him on their own terms. He hides himself from those who seek with their own strength and power to determine what Christ is, to steer him to their own designs, and to use his great love for their own purposes. And that can be all of us from time to time. Myself certainly included. How many times do we come to the Lord on our terms? Saying, Lord, I wish that you would do these things for me. Lord, if my life were to go in this way, I would believe more easily. Lord, if you were to solve this particular problem in the world, in the church, in my family, in my life. Then perhaps it would be easier for me to believe with my whole heart. And the Lord, with great love, whispers to us, not that way. This Christmas, wherever it is we have been, let's bring our hearts to the Lord with that humble attitude of saying, Dear Jesus, show me yourself as you would have me see you. Show me what it means to be human on your terms, to be good on your terms, to be holy on your terms, because I know that what you have in mind is infinitely more perfect than anything I could imagine. And then, and then if we do, if we come to him with that humility, saying, Lord, your terms, not mine, then he does show himself to us he does open his own heart to us in return, a heart in which are treasures that can never be exhausted, treasures of consolation, of comfort, of peace, of joy, of healing, of truth and of knowledge and wisdom, of courage, of immortality, treasures that he longs simply to hand to us, For only the cost of humility. So perhaps that can be our challenge for the year to come that we ask the Lord to show his face to us the way he would have us see it, and not the way we would choose. He loves to show himself to humble hearts. While resisting the proud Let's make ourselves Small in spirit To enter that doorway That leads to that Scene of the first Christmas And there with those Who are humble Our Lady Joseph, the shepherds The wise men Let's leave the world Of the proud behind The world of Herod And his soldiers The world of Augustus in the world of the of, of the Empire and all of its worldly logic, let's leave them outside and not let them into the, the secret of our heart, but remain peace, remain in peace with this little king, who, though silent now, is in fact the master of all that exists. He longs so much to open his heart to each of us and to fill us in ways that we could not even think to ask. The only price is humility. The only price is humility. So for the rest of this Mass, let's offer our hearts in that way and wait for him to act the way he chooses. He will. That I promise you. Merry Christmas.